This is Heavy Hot Football. On today's show, we talk about the debacle of a game between the New York Jets and the Washington Redskins. Are some trades in the works? Who's cut? Who did well? What do we look for from this team? All this and much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's up? How's it going? Um, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but that was one heck of a game on Saturday night. That game was awesome. I, I don't even call it a game. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was an exhibition in every sense of the word, I think. Scrimmage was more exciting. Scrimmage looked better. <laughs> yeah, scrimmage kind of did look better. But there were some positives. There were a lot of negatives, I'm sure, for those of you who saw it, you know what we're talking about, and those of you guys who just saw highlights or had to read about it. Um, Dude, it sucked. There, there weren't very many positives, but there's there, there were, But we don't, we don't want to just accentuate the negatives. Mike Uh, The entire was special teams unit. Yeah, the defense. Um, yeah, I think the best way to sum it up is to say that the Redskins still need to do a lot of work on all facets, offense, defense, and special teams. Well, did um, you guys see, like, the, uh, did you see the Joe Gibbs locker room interview? He was pretty pissed. Dude, he looked like he was about to cry or something, man. Like, he was, he was, almost, he was like, almost shaking. He was so pissed off. Cause yeah. He couldn't believe how bad they were all in all. But you know, what a stand-up guy. I mean, he sat right there and said, and it all starts with me. I was out coached. I'm the coach. It all starts with me. You know what I mean? He could have been like pointing fingers left and right, all the bad stuff. And he did, you know, say, yeah, we played pretty terrible. But he was like, it all starts right here. Yep. And that's why he's the exact opposite of someone like, you know, the big tuna. Or, uh, <laughs> the big tuna. The big tuna. Uh, you're named after a fish. He looks kind of like a tuna, too. Yeah, he kind of does. He kind of looks does. So anyway, um... He kind of looks yeah. like a dude that you wouldn't want to hang out with, actually. That's what he smells like. <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of look like someone that you wouldn't want to hang out with, doesn't he? He's like one of those dudes that, like, you see him out with his kids and he, like, talks real loud, like, embarrassing his <laughs> kid. Like, everyone in the whole building can hear him, like, telling his kid to be quiet or whatever. Yeah. He looks like one of those type dudes. Yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving forward about the game, what positives did you guys see, um, John? Um, well, I thought that some of the, uh, I thought a couple of players did okay. <laughs> um, the the few positives that I saw were uh, the continuing emergence of Jimmy Ferris on the second yeah, game. Um, I'm thinking he could make his way to a roster spot this year. I was talking, I think, last week about how he graduated up to the 80s. He lost his 19 or whatever he wore last year, 13 or 14. Dude, I thought you said um, Mike Espy was going to make it last week. There's not room for him and Ferris. Which one's it going to be? I don't know. Espy dropped two or three passes. Espy did not have a good game. Jimmy Ferris definitely showed a lot more. And he plays special teams. Well, which, which they had Espy on special teams as well. But Ferris... Uh, I think Ferris is definitely in the lead for one of the uh, final roster spots. Mike Espy also, dude, he had a few good runbacks. You know, not like huge like the other team, but he had some pretty good solid runbacks, like 20 yards or what have you. Who was that? Espy. 
Wait, were you listening to um, Sunny Sam and uh, <clears throat> Larry? <laughs> I was trying to listen to Sunny and Sam, and then Larry kept saying wrong things. I like, always does like, that. Like, yeah, like, like, like there was one time he was like, and the Redskins are going to have to punt. And they're like, no, it's they're not. Like, That's a first down. Damn, what are you talking about? I know, dude. It's one thing if a, if a TV announcer does that because you can see that he's wrong. But when you're listening on the radio and he's telling you, like, wrong crap, you're just like, <laughs> dude, just shut up. Yeah, he does that all the time. <laughs> anyway, but no, if you were listening to those guys, they started they start talking about uh, SB saying, man, we're going to have to go have a talk with SB or something like that. And, uh... And they were making jokes about, no, we got, you guys, we gotta watch what we say. We don't want to get them fired. (laughs) (laughs) We we don't want to get them cut. Uh, we like SB. (laughs) Dude, Sonny and Sam didn't really like them. They were all like, uh, I told you. Basically. Well, Jimmy Ferris, uh, man, he, you're right though about Jimmy Ferris. He was, uh, you know, he was doing pretty well. I would say he was looking good, but I was listening to the game and then I saw it. On Sunday at two on NFL Network, and then I watched it again on TiVo just to, you know, uh, make myself even more miserable. Dude, I could barely take listening to it, and then when I watched it, I could really barely take it. It was like, why am I like spending six hours on this crap? But anyway, it's because I'm addicted to the, addicted to the Redskins, good or bad. It was just almost unbelievable listening to it. I mean, I had to, you know. I was pretty ticked off at Comcast for like taking me through an hour and a half of pregame and then blacking it out. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty weak. So, uh, you know, thank God for, uh, triple X ESPN radio.com, the new, what is it, Red Zebra Broadcasting, Dan Snyder affiliate or whatever it is. And Sirius Satellite Radio always comes <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah. So. But anyway, I got some good stuff that I saw. I thought that, um, Last week when I was saying, oh yeah, um, what's his face, uh, uh, um, Brandon Lloyd solidified the number two spot. This week, I mean, Danny might have had something there because I thought Randall L had two nice catches, especially that one over on the sideline. Oh man, oh, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, I think Randall Randall L is going to end up being the third, like the slot guy. Yeah, because they're going to use him in other applications, and that'll be. It just seems like I think he is going to be the number three officially, but you know it's it's going to be a lot of mix and match. I think with that kind of those kind of situations. Dude, he was solid and he was like pumped up. Yeah, he's funny. Did you get to see him interviewed at all? Uh huh. He's pretty funny. He's he's a kind of a goofy guy. Um. Anyway, there was him, and then Marcus Washington. He played strong again. Yeah, Marcus Washington had a great game. Um, I'm saving, well, I, I'm going to mention him probably later on, but uh, Mike Sellers. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Dude, he was cracking up. <laughs> three runs, three runs. I think it ran him three in a row for 26 yards, and then it was all they could do to get him off the field. He was so mad. They were like, you could see him when they called him off. They, he kind of pointed himself and said, me? Then puts his head up in the air and goes, oh, man. I know. He came off, like, <laughs> laughing, and then Ernest Binder, like, hit him on the back. Oh, man. Dude, Dude, they need to use him. 278 pounds. Dude, they need to use him. him? <laughs> He's going to get the ball a lot this year. I, I, I have a feeling Mike Sellers is going to be... He's going to be like the new Gerald Riggs. Oh, yeah, dude. I also got to point something out. At first, like, when I listened to the game, I was pretty upset and like, yeah, this sucks and all that. But then when I watched it, 
Um, if you think about it, the whole first quarter, the Redskins defense didn't give up anything. Really. Except Cornelius Griffin getting injured. Right. They didn't give up anything. They had a couple sacks on Ramsey. And, I mean, they looked alright, not good. The offense, like Mark Brunel, he made a few good passes to, uh, Randall L and I don't know if he hit anyone else. Um, Cartwright had a few good runs. I mean, they should have looked a lot better, yes. They're playing the Jets. But then I looked at the, uh, um, formations. Dude, they were only running like five plays in different formations. Oh, yeah. They had, they had a locker room interview with Mark Brunel. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, and they pretty much asked him, hey, are we, are you guys just running plain vanilla stuff? Is that just what it is? Is that what's holding you guys back from really, you know, you're just not mixing it up enough to do anything. You're running like the same plays or whatever. Mark Brunel's response was, you know, if we are just running vanilla play, he said, yeah, we're not going to show our hands like any other team. We're not going to show yeah. our hands this early in the season. He said, but, you know, even though if we are just running plain vanilla plays, and this was, I believe, with Larry Michael interviewing him, he said, if they're simple plays, plain vanilla, we should be able to execute them. And we did not, we could not execute those plays. So we got a lot of work to do. Huh. That's true, dude, but also, if you're running the same five or six plays, I mean, the defenses are going to catch on to those. Yeah, well, that's true. Somewhat. They were having trouble with the run up the middle, too, which was kind of surprising. Um, They've been, that's for, for that, two straight that, weeks, the dude. The trickery, you know, it was the second week in a row where in preseason, for some un, unknown reason, the coach for the other team is, is throwing out a bunch of, uh, yeah, last a bunch week of trick plays. I don't get that. Flea well, Flicker last week, reversed this week. Yeah. Yeah, but you should never give up 100 yards or whatever, 60, 70 yards on a reverse, dude. I don't care. Absolutely. I agree. But I, I don't understand why why they have, why any team has to run that kind of stuff in the preseason. Well, for this dude, he's like that new coach. He wanted, he wanted to win. He wanted to be like, I beat Joe Gibbs, a three time Super Bowl champion. Yeah, that's a good point. In my second preseason game. That's why he wanted to win. Well, yeah, I got, I got news for you. I think the Patriots are going to go into it, you know, wanting to, to win too. Yeah, well, I think the Redskins are too, but at the same time, uh, Gibbs and Bilicek both are going to be, I, well, I think they're going to be focusing a lot on their, their own team. They're going to focus on their own team. Right. And of course, special teams, because I, I think that goes without saying after this horrible week of, of special teams. Dude, the special teams were special, all right, but in yeah. the bad way. Yeah. I mean, when they gave up one kickoff, after they tied it up, they gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown. The first, what was it, the first um, kickoff of the game, it was like 40-some yards or something? Yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they gave up two long runs, one to touchdown, the other one, it was, I think, it was, uh, yeah, it was 40-something, it was 47 yards. And, of course, the, 80, the, the one that went for a touchdown that was 87. Dude, I do remember one thing. that First of all, who were those refs? Like, that ref, I'd never seen him before. I've never seen that guy, the head ref. I was like, yeah. who is this guy? I, I thought the same thing. I and, couldn't figure, figure it out either. I was like, who, who is that? And then, did second they, of all, I mean, they did an all right job, except for what was that penalty on Marcus Washington out of bounds when he was trying to hold the quarterback up? And they, they called a late hit on him. Yeah, that was a pretty too. <laughs> they need to be able to challenge stuff like stupid calls. They need to have like their three challenges a game and then one just for a stupid call challenge. <laughs> just for when the refs just totally mess it up. Oh, it's 
like it's like a pink and purple flag, the stupid call flag. Yeah. <laughs> the coach is thrown in the stupid call flag. And you just get <laughs> and you just get one a game. And you know you don't get another one if it if you're not overruled because you're. I mean, you just get one no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. And be like, dude. It's gonna have instant replay. You might as well have the stupid call flag. Yeah, and the refs. I mean, they could. The guy can come out in his mic and be like. The uh, coaches are challenging the stupid call on the field. <laughs> they have thrown the stupid call flag. Yeah, dude. I mean, come on. That was just ridiculous. Yeah. Let's give him one of those bad call bricks. Let him throw that in at him. And then, and then earlier, dude, they um, they tried to call pass interference on someone like after the ball had already gone over. Oh, yeah, yeah, but they picked that one up. It yeah, was they the picked... back judge that called that, and the line judge that was right there was just like, dude, I was right here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but anyway, they nothing... did a good job with that. They did a good job because they picked up the flag. They were like, nope. I do have to say, though, I'm get... I was getting pretty concerned in that game. Really concerned, actually. I need to see something this week to, like, ease my nerves. You must have seen the Joe Gibbs interview because that's exactly what he said. No, I haven't seen it at all. Did he say that? <laughs> he was like, he was like uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm really concerned. Well, I do know that ever since um, Joe Gibbs uh, retired the first time, me and John have always been like, dude, they should just make us the coach. <laughs> that's true. So maybe we do think like him. I don't think so, but, you know. Um. So I guess I, I guess we can move on to the, uh, the the players and the kicks or the games Wait, and the kicks. We're talking about like uh, receivers and whatnot. Uh, how about Buck Ortega again? Oh yeah, the uh, the undrafted tight end from the U. Dude, he is really. I mean, he's really giving it his all. I think he's got a good shot at least at the practice squad. Um, you right. know, there are there. You can't have too many tight ends and Christian. Farina, I don't think, he, or Faria, he's not going to get cut or anything, but he sure hasn't shown anything. Right. Well, neither has Chris Cooley, if you think about it. Cooley's been, Cooley's been all right. Faria and Faria is not blocking very well. Well, we got him from the Patriots, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does against us. Yeah. Dude, another thing I was upset about is I didn't get to see Jesse Lumsden again until like the last two minutes. They didn't put him in until I think it was 2:44 left in the game, and I'm sitting there throughout the, that that insanely long drive by the Jets in the third quarter, going, "Are we ever going to see Jesse Lumsden come in?" And then we finally get back on offense, and he doesn't even come in. They kept running a Nemo out there. Dude, it was a 23 play drive. Is that a record? <laughs> it, oh man, it's got to be a record for Redskin suckiness. It's, dude, it sucked. It really did suck. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well, you know, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, you know, I was going to say uh, to change it a little bit. One, uh, one player I thought looked pretty good out there. You know, he wasn't great or anything, but I think it's getting better, and it was good to see a lot of him. Was Jason Campbell? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he made some mistakes, but man, he he is so smooth when he throws the ball. He reminds me of Daryl Strawberry hitting a home run back in the '80s for the Mets. Like he's just. It's like watching him throw a pass. Like I hate to use this word in football, but it's almost pretty. Like it's yeah. like artful. Yeah, dude, he's, he's, he's <laughs> he got a nice real, touch. Like he has a real wide arm swing. You know, like when he comes out. But, yeah, it's just so smooth. But but yeah, he, I think part of that is like his whole demeanor. He just seems that he is so calm and cool. Yeah, like like 
in the middle of this storm, everything's going on around him, and he's just focused. And, and that's what just makes it smooth. Yeah, I did have to say, though, on that interception, though, he felt the heat coming, and he, like, backed up, like, two little stutter steps and then threw it, and that's... You could tell, right, when he released it, you're like, dude, you can't be throwing like that. Yeah, yeah. But if he would have ignored that, like he's done so many other times that we've seen him so far, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to have those times, but, I mean, for the most part, he seems to be... You know, just focusing on getting the job done and not worried about taking the hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've been pretty impressed with him so far, and I, I, I'm pretty excited to see him keep developing. Because you know, after a year of never playing, you know, it's like, well, what is he going to do? He's got—he's another one of those first-round draft pick quarterbacks, and most of those don't even end up panning out. Right. And the Redskins gave up a lot to get him to get the uh, to move up to get that draft pick in the first place because right. Gibbs was so high on him. Well, so, J- Jason Campbell's the second yeah. quarterback now, right? Because he came in before. Yeah, he's the number two, I'm pretty sure. He's the number two right now, I'd say. The, um, well, here, since we're talking <laughs> about quarterback. That could have been the uh, number oh. one quarterback after Ty Collins' first game. But anyway, sorry, Josh. Go ahead. He could have been. He's the number two, but Ty Collins is the number two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, dude, I was going to say, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, like, let's look back, let's look across the line. Here's a question. Um, on the other side now, Patrick Ramsey, what do you guys think? Did we make the right decision? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't see Patrick Ramsey ever being a starter in the league. I see him being being close to Gus Farratt. Yeah. Wait, Gus Farratt started last year. What are you talking about? Yeah, close to. Close to Gus Farratt. Um, speaking of, dude. <laughs> games, but he's never going to be like a team starting quarterback. I think he's a I just don't think he's got it in him anymore, if he ever did. Moving on, moving back to Brunel, dude. He looks like he's got an alright, like he can't hit anything lo- on, like underneath or short. And he can't hit anything long. He's hitting like the medium stuff. And then he's overthrowing and then underthrowing. So, wasn't that an issue with him last year too? It's like the way he's kind of started out last year. Yeah. But, you know, the deep, or the starting offense was only in for, I think, 13 plays. So, you know, hopefully against up in uh, New England, we'll get to see a lot more of that. I have a feeling they'll probably play like a, a whole half on both sides of the ball, especially as, as poorly in general as all three teams did play. I think we're going to see a lot more. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, another person who uh, didn't have a good game receiver-wise, Patton. He had a couple. Oh, yeah. He had a couple good catches, but he had like one or two just bounce off his chest, and then he short armed that one. He short armed one, and he kind of gave up on another one. And he was right. not. He, if I was a coach, he was one of the players I was most angry at during the game because mm-hmm. he did not look like he was trying. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you have like twenty some yards or something? He had that nice catch way down at like the twenty one yard line from Campbell. Yeah, I was watching the game, and uh, John Riggins was one of the announcers, and, and Mike Patrick, one of the former ESPN guys. And uh, <laughs> I think it was Riggins who said something about, you know, was talking about Pat, and he was like, you better look out, because Jimmy Ferris is coming up coming up behind him right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of agree with that, especially we'll see what happens, because, you know, the first two games have been, you know, different people shining and then following, like Espy, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens, dude, once they get... I mean, well, first of all, the two of the three Redskins Super Bowl wins, I believe they were 0-4 in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, it's 
this preseason. I mean, yeah, and I think the Colts have lost like eight straight preseason games, and they always have a good team. So you can't really tell anything right. at all, unless you know a pass hits a dude in the hands and he drops it. Then you can be like, "Dude, you suck." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it right there. Anyway, uh, moving on. So, all right, who do your game balls go to, dudes? John, I'll go first on that. Let's see. My game ball, uh, my game ball goes to Mike Sellers. One, because I've always been a big fan of him, and I was sad to see him drop out of the league the first time when he had his uh, alcohol abuse problems. And the fact that he's made his way back is always good. You know, most people can't. From Walla Walla Community College. He's been having his trouble again. Um, But, yeah, Mike Sellers is going to carry the ball a lot more this year, and he's going to run people over. Mm -hmm. Give uh, Portis a little rest. Exactly. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be he's gonna be like the new Gerald Riggs, a player that the Redskins have not had in a long time. A big, just a big ass running back that can just house the ball from like the three yard line. Dude, not only is he gonna like give Portis a rest, but he's gonna punish some defensive linemen while Portis is resting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wear him down. So that's all right, my game ball. All right, Josh. dude. Josh, what about you? Let's see. Um, I think I'm gonna give my game ball to. Uh, well, you know, it's funny because. Um, I think the didn't the MVP for the Redskins didn't that go to um, Randall L? I don't know. I didn't see, I don't it. see that. If you can give an MVP on a game like this, my game ball is going to go to um, to Jimmy Ferris. I, I mean, just the way that uh, that he's really stepping up and you know getting better and better every week. I just think you know he's he's making big plays and he's putting himself out there and he's doing it right on. My game ball is going to go to Randall L. from those two nice catches and just to see how pumped up he was. He was almost as pumped up as us fans. Yeah, it was. And that's nice to see in this day and age. So uh, that's who mine goes to. He looked pretty good on those, especially that catch on the sideline. That was sweet. Excellent. And a note on Jimmy Ferris. This is his third year. And, you know, the third year really is for so many players the make or break year. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're either going to develop into a full-time football player that can contribute, or that's pretty much it. And he's in his third year, and he's really, I think, I think we're going to see more of him, and I hope he keeps stepping up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so basically what you're saying is you're off the SB wagon and on to the Ferris wagon. Well, I wasn't never, I don't think I was ever on the SB wagon. The Ferris that's wheel. Kind of a, <laughs> you're on the Ferris wheel. On the Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, Jimmy Ferris, like I said, he's in his third year. He's, put, he's spent time on the practice spot. It could be a, He could be one of those guys that's moved up, you know, like your favorite guy, Jonathan Combs. Dude, uh, he, he could be your favorite player next week. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get on to the kicks because uh, we're running pretty far on this one. Yeah, we are. All right, you're kicking the ball award, John. Who's he going to this week? My kick goes to David Patton for stuff we already talked about. He didn't give it his all. He was short-armed the pass. He gave up on a pass. On, and, uh, you know, guy's got to start showing he belongs because he seems like he thinks he should be there. And, yeah, he's had a couple of tough breaks, but, you know, he's got he's to perform or he's not going, going to uh, he's not gonna make this team. Okay, Josh? Uh, let's see. Um, how about uh, the entire team as a whole? <laughs> <laughs> okay. On the whole. There were, yeah, there were, on the whole. The Washington yeah, Redskins. The Washington oh. Redskins kicked my kick on the hole. 
dudes, I mean, seriously, there, there were a couple of bright spots, and we've talked about some things, but, I mean, it was a pretty dim game altogether. And, yeah. and, and I just got to, you know, I just can't pick one. I mean, there wasn't one single person to me that I could pick and say, yeah, they were worse than a lot of the other people. So everybody gets a kick. Okay. John, what's the name of um, the special teams coach? Um, 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 Danny um, 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 He's getting my kick. Right on. Squarely in the nuts. That was I mean, a good one. Yeah. I mean, balls. I think that was a good choice. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, dudes. Well, cool. Oh, um, one person we didn't mention, the newly acquired uh, Mike Rumpf. Um, I, I, he seemed like he did all right for just coming over from another team, but I know that Greg Williams kind of singled him out after that reverse and pretty much chewed him a new one. So I don't know if you guys saw any flashes of brilliance or anything else from him. I didn't get to see much of what he did. He seemed like he was kind of solid for just jumping in there, though. For the most part, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I thought he was okay. On the whole. On the whole. <laughs> Hopefully we have more to talk about with him next week after the next game. Hey. Him and uh, Posey and all those new, new, new guys. Well, let's um, let's talk about uh, injuries for a minute. Can we do that? Hey, Hey, dudes, dudes. All right, go ahead, dude. Yeah, no, I was going to say, can we talk about injuries for a minute? Because um, obviously, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of injuries and things going on that we, you know, we want to keep an eye on, being that we're three weeks out from uh, from the opening. Well, I got to say that I was really concerned with Cornelius Griffin. Oh yeah, his face—he just had that look of "Oh dear God, no!" Didn't he? When he went oh, down, yeah. you, he just had that look of "Uh, uh-uh, uh, please don't let this be serious." Yeah, but what's Wait, what's the saying, word like on saying, him? Get out of here. Come out of here. Oh, yeah. I, when he went down, I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And I mean, you could see it in his face. He was he was like, oh, man, do not let this knock my season out. This is this would be so wrong. Yeah. And luckily, he's day-to-day. That's the word right now. And everyone else is, is what they are. There were there were a couple other little injuries. Kerry Campbell got injured. And, uh, and uh, Robert Johnson, tight end. He looked like he had a really severe injury, but it seems like he's just got a sprain. But that might that might affect his chances of making the team and open the door for a Buck Ortega. Mm-hmm. It probably will, dude. At this Thank point, you. I think Buck Ortega would make it before him. I would think so. Um, I mean, I think Robert Johnson's his second or third year um, of being involved with the Redskins. But, yeah, he's a second-year player. But, uh, yeah. you know... Dude, Buck Ortega's got a cool name going for him. Yeah. yeah it's kind of, yeah, what do we call him? The Conte Sauce or something like that? <laughs> Buck no, I mean, Ortega. Buck Ortega. No, I mean, yeah, we mentioned before, I mean, yeah, he's had a, he's had a good, good couple weeks showing what he's got. Anyway, we also got to bring up the Dockery report. <laughs> what, what is Doc, uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. No holding calls. No holding calls. In fact, the well, Dockery all, report's kind of getting boring. Huh? Are we off of injuries? Yeah, we're off of injuries, I think. Well, I just wanted to bring one more thing up. All right, go okay. ahead. Go for it. Because we, we all know that Clinton Portis has a separated shoulder. Nuh-uh, win. Nuh-uh, win. <laughs> you didn't hear that? You didn't hear that, dude? 
Sweet Lord, Aaron. Sweet uh, Lord, no. The Clinton Porter says separated shoulder. And uh, and that leaves us with, what, Liddell Betts and right. Rock Cartwright coming in as the number two guy now. We saw some play from him this week. So the past couple of days has been something interesting, a lot of stuff kind of circling the web, and I wanted to bring this up. The Eagles today um, had an interview and are taking a look at Stephen Davis. Mm-hmm. Yes. The same well, dude, I think I think Brian or West, Westbrook. The single season record for rushing for the Redskins. Yes, the same Stephen Davis that was released from Carolina after a less than uh, desirable season last year uh, for the Panthers. Right, and not too many people taking a look at him. But in at least three different articles that I read today, there were recent articles as of this afternoon, Monday afternoon. They're saying, well, it is a possibility that the Eagles might not have as easy of a time getting them. With Clinton Portis hurt, there is interest from the Redskins at the possibility of bringing Stephen Davis back to Washington. Hmm. That's interesting. It's very interesting, dude. But then again, the Eagles, isn't Westbrook injured, so they need someone bad. Yeah, they yes, do. Yes, they do. That's, that's the thing. They're trying to bring him in because of that. Um, but if he's given a choice, uh, what do you think he would do? I don't know. What kind of note did he leave on in Washington? Wasn't he kind of sour about that? Or what happened? I don't even remember. Well, he got cut. He was in he was in his prime at the time, and then they cut him for a salary cap. They didn't want to pay him the extra dough. Yeah, so I don't know how, you know, how excited he'd be about coming back to play with Dan Snyder, but, you know, he could want to. He might want uh, to play for Joe Gibbs. Then, you know, I mean, the guy, he's only got one good knee left. His other knee is just... Just really in bad shape. I don't even know if he'll come back for to be worth much of anything anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, mean, I, I don't think the Redskins are gonna. I think the Redskins could bring him in possibly, but I don't. I don't see him ending up back at Burgundy and Gold. He's mm-hmm. definitely at the tail end of his career. We won't spend too much more time on this, but uh, I just I just found that interesting. Um, interesting yeah. to see his name pop up, especially in the NFC East. Yes. Yes. Anyway, moving forward, dudes, we got a lot more to do in not much time. That's um, true. That sounds like a song from Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> all right, so we did that. All right, who, all right, real quick, dudes, and one sentence or less, your cuts from the week. Huh? Anyone? The cut. Cut? Special yeah. teams. The whole special yeah. team. All the special teams is cut, including the special teams coach. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Smith. Cut. For the week, um, um, Jonathan Combs, because he hasn't even seen the field yet. What? <laughs> um, um, Taylor Jacobs. Oh, wait. <laughs> you have to bring him up. All right, dude. All right, we got to move forward. That was it for the cut section. Now we're moving yeah, we up. We didn't have much to talk about on that, really. But, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I think the real cuts are going to start happening after the next game is when they're really going to start paring it down. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening in, if you got cuts, go ahead and send them in to us. Okay, yeah. now we got to get to, uh, here it is, here it is, hear the music. Oh, yeah, that means it's time for Tom's Trivia. All right. First with last week's question, it was, who was the first Redskins player to win the NFL MVP award? Josh, John? It was in 1972, if that gives you a hint. Tony Jurgen. It was Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Really? And um, I got to say, yeah. we had some people write in, and uh, Brent 
was the first to write in with the response about that. Sorry, Danny. I know you wrote in too trying to go for the glory, but it looks like Brent beat you to it that time. Maybe next time you'll get it. And, uh, what did Danny write in too for that one? Danny did write in. He said he was hoping for the glory of having, glory. His, of, of being <laughs> able to be the first to get the question in. You, you always got there. You're second place, you know, out of two people, but you know, maybe you'll get it this week, Danny. And I'm challenging you. Danny, I am challenging you <laughs> to be the first person to get this question. I want it in my inbox by 9.30 tomorrow morning. And here it is. <laughs> the last time the Redskins shut out an opponent was in the 1991 season when they shut out their first three home opponents. 45 to nothing over Detroit, 34 to nothing over the Cardinals, and 23 to nothing over Philadelphia. Okay, since that game versus Philadelphia, the Redskins have been shut out four times without registering a shutout of their own. Name those four games since their last shutout of an opponent that the Redskins have been shut out. Wow. Wow, that's a tough one. Yeah, Danny, you don't have time to work, work on this, man. You better get on the Internet pretty quick get that answer in. <laughs> Danny, Danny's, fingers are, Danny's fingers are flying up and down Google right now. <laughs> Anyway, dudes, we need to wrap up this show, man. We're going pretty long on this. Um, I wanted to thank everyone who's writing in and, and hitting the forum. Um, the uh, season is about to be in full swing. We'll be there on September 11th, the Harry Hog football. Dudes ready to tailgate and watch some football. And uh, we need you this uh, upcoming week, Saturday, no, Sunday, is the draft for the Fantasy Football League. So uh, we need some more people. So go ahead and get onto our website, harryhogfootball.com, and sign up for our fantasy league. John will appreciate it as commissioner, and you have your chance to beat people like John, Josh, Aaron, Danny, Brent, the dude who got the answer to this question, and many others. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and sign up. It's going to be fun times. John, you have anything to add? No, that pretty much summed it up. Well, they don't call him the best color man in football for nothing. Sunday, right? Live seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Redskins standard time. Seven o'clock. PM. Seven o'clock. And um, I think that's about it for this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll have another podcast coming up uh, after uh, the next preseason game, which is on Saturday, I believe, and uh, against the Patriots. Against yep. that, that's a late game, so it'll probably be a Sunday podcast. Yeah, it's 8 o'clock. And um, the only thing I have left to add is the Cowboys suck. And uh, hey, hey, let me give one let me give one more one shout-out real quick. Um, a shout-out going to uh, the owner of the Hard Times Cafe in Raleigh, North Carolina. Saw me wearing my Redskins stuff. Sat down and talked to me about Redskins for about 20 minutes. They had some very fine chili at Hard Times. If you're ever in Raleigh, North Carolina and you want some fine chili, go down to Glenwood South. Hit hard times. Tell me you're a Redskins fan. Enjoy it. Anyway. But don't hang out with Josh afterwards. That's right. Okay, dudes. Um, if that's it, um, all I have left to say is uh, send us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. And if you see a Cowboys fan. Joker. Tell them yeah, joke. All right, y'all. Come on the hole. Joke him on the hole. Joke him on the hole. <laughs> <laughs>